Hello and welcome to the Spiraling Higher podcast hosted by me, Sam, Mindset and Manifestation Coach. And me, Gina, your biz and mindset coach. We're here to support you on your spiritual journey by bringing you intimate and raw conversations about healing, manifestation, consciousness, and spirituality. We hope this podcast makes you feel less alone as you become aware of your patterns and limiting beliefs to uplevel your life, manifest like a boss, and together, spiral higher. Okay, I was literally dying laughing when you sent me your responses to this. <laughs> I was laughing really hard when you sent me your video. It was pretty entertaining. Okay, so the other night I uncovered an old journal that was gifted to me a couple years ago, and it's called Burn After Writing. So it has a bunch of different prompts in there to essentially get you to visualize your life and essentially take an honest look at you as a person. And it mm-hmm. was quite revealing answering some of the questions, but there was a page that was labeled my attributes and it said, time to be honest. You judge everybody you meet. We all do. How about judging yourself for a change? (laughs) Which is kind of an interesting (laughs) concept because most journals are like, don't judge yourself, right? I know, but it's like, it's not asking you to really judge. It's almost, it's like reflect. Yeah. And just just look from I guess from a neutral perspective, not exactly. like a, this is good or bad, but just yeah. being honest with yourself, well, which is what, what it says. Was, exactly. And what was interesting was being able to compare our ratings and be able to see <laughs> them with so much objectivity and humor because, yeah. yeah. So anyways, there's about, how many on here? It's about 10 words where we are being okay. asked to judge ourselves. 20 words? Okay. Mm-hmm. We are being asked to judge ourselves from 1 to 10. And when I first went through this, I really tried to go with my heart's answer. I didn't yeah. try to like think about it. It was like, which which su- number am I going to circle immediately? And <laughs> I knew after I went through this that it was going to be so effing hilarious to see Gina's answers because we're totally different, you guys. So different. She she is the moon. She is Cancerian. And I am the sun. I am a very Aries sun being. And so it was just so not even ironic, but just obvious and humorous the way we answer these questions. <laughs> and so if you don't already have an idea of who we are, we're going to be rating ourselves today on these 20 different attributes. <laughs> and it'll be funny for you to give us feedback and let us know if you thought that we we're aligned with those numbers or not, but it'll be interesting for anyone to hear what we thought of ourselves at least, because that was what was so funny about this. I think it was also fun to hear your responses because some of them I was like, yeah, I would rate you the same. (laughs) But some of them were also like, really, you think that about yourself? And we were also able to reflect on the growth in some of these attributes Mm. since we've met, which I thought was really interesting as well. So all right, shall we get started? (laughs) We should, but I was also going to say that I feel like I could have answered this perfectly accurately as you as well. Yes. There there was only a couple numbers that I was like, I I would put this for her, but I think that she would put this for her, right? Like I I could also mentally go through and figure out what you would do for each of these. But anyways, okay. Honesty, (laughs) one out of 10. What's your number? You didn't put one out of 10. No, I'm saying one out of 10. What did you put? For, oh my God, I'm honesty. so dumb. <laughs> I thought you meant you were doing a one. Honesty. So this was an interesting one because I actually don't have my answers in front of me what I said to you because I just did mine verbally. I think honesty for me used to be a one or two <laughs> because I had a really <laughs> hard time being honest with other people in fear of what they would feel, right? Like I was in a mm. lot of relationships that I couldn't speak my truth because I felt bad, people-pleasing, all of those types of things. So But now I will say, I think a nine because I'm very, I cannot live in not truth. That was a terrible way of wording that. But I feel like honesty for me is such an important thing with myself. And now I'm so uncomfortable not speaking my truth to the people in my life. So that's a pretty big increase for me. So I'll say eight or a nine. Yeah. 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 That's a growth moment. I, I put an eight. Because I have really never had trouble with being honest. (laughs) Yeah, you've never had trouble. I would have given you like a 10. One of my, okay, well, I'll tell you why I put eight rather than a nine or a 10. The reason why that 20% is still needing room for improvement is because I'm not always honest with myself. It's not that I'm not honest with other people. I kind of 
can delude myself sometimes. So I need to be honest, which is why I did this attribute rating scale for myself so I could know (laughs) where I need to embody more of these traits in my life. But as I was growing up, the number one thing I was told about myself was that I was blunt. It was not positive either. I remember people saying, oh, you're so blunt. Not like, oh, you're so blunt. It was just... (laughs) constantly something that I received. But what's weird is it never it never tracked in my mind to not be that way. I just was like, yep, I am. I wouldn't use the word blunt for you. Um, I feel like I would just use the word that you're very honest. And I think you, you don't have filters, meaning no. like you're not really worried about how the other person might perceive it because you're like, well, they get to have that opinion and I've had mine. Like you've always <laughs> been like that where I'm like, but what if they don't like you? And you're like, I don't care. I was like, but what if they think this? And you're like, that's fine. That that took me a while to get to. Yeah, it's interesting. I only care when it actually really impacts me, which I guess is my decision whether it impacts me. But yeah, a random person having an opinion, I'm like, that just is like water off a duck's, mm. water off a duck's back what they say in the country. But um, I, yeah, if you had a negative opinion, then I would want to explore that. But yeah, it doesn't really bother me if anyone has a neg- if, if they don't like me, yes. I'm like, they don't like themselves. That's all I think. I actually remember, <laughs> I'm going to try to keep this general. I just remember a time where we were together somewhere and I feel like you're going to know what I'm talking about. And I totally thought that this person like thought badly about me. Do you remember what I'm talking about? No. I met somebody in your life. And when we left, I was like, oh my God, I don't know if I made a good impression. And I remember you just being like, literally, she's oh. you right now. Oh yeah. I was trying, you know. I was trying to I was trying to bust I, your ego. I was like, she's not even considering you for a second. Like you are not crossing like, what, what? her mind <laughs> at all. Yeah. <laughs> you were so like, funny. oh, did she think this? Huh, was I okay? I'm like, she's not thinking about you. And it's interesting because care. the number one, not the number one, but one of the greatest pillars or strongest pillars of my coaching is helping my clients realize that not everything is an egoic event for you to evaluate yourself upon. So yes. I had a client recently who was talking about being on social media and how they were seeing some posts of like a friend of a friend or something like that. And they were kind of making the post mean something about them. And I yeah. was like, this is kind of giving me, you're so vain. You probably think the song is about you vibes because it's probably not even about <laughs> you. But that's what we do. It's like, how do we just store every single person's post, every single person's story to mean something about us? Like if someone shares a quote or if some, it's like, is that about me? It's like, no. Probably not. Probably just that they like that quote or <laughs> they like that movie or they like that song. Maybe nothing is about you. <laughs> yeah, that's I funny. know. But I mean, I, I was definitely guilty of, of doing that as well. Just always assuming like, how does this mean something about me? But I think that's been one of the most freeing things is everyone can have whatever opinion they want, whether it's good or bad. And you and I've talked about that too. Like there's a lot of people out there, you know, artists, different coaches, different teachers that were like, yeah, I didn't like that. But my opinion of not liking that has no bearing on their success and their mission. And it doesn't, yeah. And it doesn't affect the fact that it could be totally initiating or activating a transition or a mindset shift in someone else. Like it just doesn't, right? Someone's going to watch a movie and think that was the most life-changing piece of content I've ever absorbed. And for other people, they're just going to walk out of the theater and be like, that was all right. Nothing I'm really going to think about beyond this moment. So anyways, okay, next word. Generosity. Generosity. I put a six. I'm I'm going to say like, it's so funny because I feel like my husband would be like one (laughs) for me. (laughs) But I, in general, tend to be over generous. And a lot of that comes from the people pleasing, right? So I would, I think I said nine or a 10 because I tend to just want to overgive. So yeah, I think it depends on what it is. Like I don't like to share my food. Same. <laughs> I'm like, don't no, do don't eat that by your own. At least with my, 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 my husband, not really with you. We, we share quite a bit, but like clothing, I don't necessarily like to share clothing with people. I don't like that either. It's just like a personal thing, but generosity as a whole, I would say, yeah. And a nine, eight, eight. I'm going to say eight. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm with you on the clothes thing. When I was growing up, I was 
I'm a little bit looser around these things now, but I was just very mm, meticulous about my possessions. I will never forget I was in kindergarten and I had this set of brand new colored pencils. And I, you know me, I'm like lightly using them so that I can like preserve the quality. I was just obsessed with this color pencil set. And then someone asked to borrow my yellow and I was like, sure. And then she, she just freaking like so intensely used the color and she gave it back to me and so much of the color had been, (laughs) and I just remember thinking, that's it. I'm never letting anyone borrow anything ever again. And I was quite stringent about that growing up. People would ask to borrow my clothes and I was very yeah. I was like, no, no. I wouldn't even let people sit on my bed. Yeah. I mean, I, I did like, it. <laughs> <laughs> well, but that's because they're probably wearing outside clothes. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. But I did the same thing with my, my pencil cases. I had, I would bring like every color of the rainbow. And then someone would say, you know, I'd go in and pick my different colors and someone would say, oh, can I borrow a pen? And I'd be like, I don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because I find this still happening to me in my literal 30s. <laughs> one of my closest friends came over to my place recently before going on a trip and was like, do you have any clothes I can take with me? And I was like, I don't have clothes. <laughs> like, I don't have any of those. Oh, yeah. She was clothes? like, you don't have anything? She's like, you don't have – and I was like, mm, okay, I do have like this one dress. And, you know, I, I gave her a couple options, but it's funny. It's funny how we – it's funny how that Yeah, happens. I mean, I remember too as a kid when kids would come over, like my mom's friends would all come over and their kids would come over. I would like lock my room so these kids couldn't come in there and play with all my stuff. I would kind of like pick Same. the things. And a lot of parents actually do that now. I've done that with Emmeline too because there's certain things that they want to protect and that's okay. But yeah, I remember doing that too, being a little that's bit – so funny. Yeah, anal about that. But okay, this <laughs> okay, one's this is, hilarious. This one's so funny. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Forgiveness. I, me first. I put a two. <laughs> Actually, at the top of this page, I I put that my goal this year is to embody more forgiveness because yes. it's funny. I was just telling a friend about this co-star astrology meme I saw on Instagram the other day, and it was basically dividing the signs into groups of three, mm. and it was number of chances you get basically Ooh. for each sign group. Okay. And for I think it was Aries, Scorpio, Capricorn. It was minus one. Yeah. <laughs> already expecting you to fail. So yes. that's me. I yeah. really – it's not that I can't forgive. It's just sometimes I don't even care enough to forgive. It's just mm. like it's like you were going to disappoint me anyway, so whatever. It's not like I'm not willing to move past it. I just – I don't even think it's a thing to give my energy to. Mm. I can I'm like, see that. that. Was, I'm like, that was stupid of me to even rely on you. So like, whatever. Mm, very, <laughs> very protective. It is. So I do, so do want to embody more forgiveness. And the reason also, too, why this number is so low is because I'm learning also to forgive myself more and more Big and more. One. Yeah. But um, that's why it's not a one because I actually have improved in that area. But yeah, I don't, I don't forgive people. Very much. Which is so funny because this is one of the things that when I first met Sam, I really thought we were so identical. You know, we thought we were the exact same person. And this was a surprising one for me. Um, no, no, you're a 10 you on do, the forgiveness. I'm a 10 for sure. But for you <laughs> to hear two back then, I would have been like, really? Really? Whereas now I totally get it. I completely see that. I I mean, I probably would have given you a five because I feel like it kind of depends, but I can see why you gave yourself a two. For me, yeah, 10, <laughs> because I'm I'm almost too forgiving, right? I I kind of over yeah. to the point I of, coach you on like, yes, don't, don't, don't let that, that go. Don't <laughs> yes. accept that. You're like, yes. oh, well, you know, you're, you're yes. always, and I love that about you. You are just, you live in other people's shoes. You don't even yes. live in your own shoes. Yes. You just live in <laughs> other people's shoes. Yeah. And I feel like I need to step into those shoes a little bit more. And thought work has really helped me with that because I teach everyone basically a framework that helps us really just peer into our own subconscious, right? What are the thoughts that I'm thinking? What's the stories that I'm superimposing onto this? Mm -hmm. And when I see them creating my own emotions, I do take a moment to think about how someone else would have differently perceived that. So I have been doing that more, but then it's almost like it doesn't really even require forgiveness at that point because now I can just see where we kind of both went wrong. Yeah. And it kind of dissolves the need for that. I'm like, oh, I see that you meant that and I meant this. That was just 
two conflicting viewpoints, but mm-hmm. it's not wrong to have conflicting viewpoints. Yeah. So now that we've clarified that, forgiveness is not really necessary. Like I got what you were doing and you got what I'm doing. So let's just move on. It's more just like understanding, like getting yeah. to a mutual understanding. Yeah. I think it's so funny because I've had to use thought work in the opposite way. And it's interesting the kind of people that I end up coaching tend to be like me who people please a lot. Right. And they tend to, like you said, be really overly forgiving for other people without looking at themselves first. Right. So, my work and a lot of the people that I'm working with right now, it's kind of like, can we ask and answer to ourselves first? you know, and, and, and then go, go out from the inside. And so it's interesting because we're doing the opposite work here, which I mean, we're twin flames, so it makes sense, but you've definitely helped me to look more into myself first. And I think I've cracked open for you a level of understanding for the other person's shoes because of me, (laughs) because with me, you would forgive me for sure. Yeah, you um I mean this goes without saying, but becoming friends with you and creating a life that is really quite shared with you, I have definitely reached really just unimaginable levels of empathy. I don't mm-hmm. think I really had a lot of empathy as a person 5 years ago. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so either. <laughs> I just I just was kind of like my perspective really was that's a personal problem. Like that that yeah. was just kind of how I was with everything. And yes, that still remains true. Everything yes. is literally a personal problem. It's a story that you are creating in yes. your mind, which is why when you work on yourself, everything changes. You don't have to change everything outside of you. Actually, everything responds to your internal changes. But now that I've really, that was before I'd even looked at my shit. Like that was before I turned inward at all. So after yeah. having turned inward and looking and really approaching my stuff with complete humility and transparency, I now can just see in other people when that's happening. And I, yeah, I do actually feel a lot of empathy. And to be honest, it is truly the suffering in my life that has brought me to that place because yeah, without suffering, I can't really empathize, but having gone through a lot of things now, I'm like, fuck, that is shit that I remember going through that. And that is so hard. And that's why I love my work so much because I remember creating my own suffering through my thoughts unconsciously. I wasn't Mm -hmm. doing it on purpose, Mm -hmm. but not knowing that I had the key to get out was so disempowering. And that's why I love to do that now because I have that empathy. But yeah, I didn't have that five, six years ago. I... I think I've told you this many times, but I, I actually, I really like it when you go through hard things because <laughs> <laughs> you're like pointing at me on the floor. You're like, yes, yes. Now you know pain. how. Yeah, you now you know how I feel. Because I think for you in the beginning, it was kind of like, why are they even worried about that? Because you couldn't. You, it was hard for you to put yourself in the shoes of somebody that it something was bothering them. Because at the time, you're like, that wouldn't bother me. But then you started going on the journey of so many things that you were struggling with that you could then understand, wow, this is hard for other people too. And that's actually what broke you open into having that empathy for yourself. Because you had no empathy or compassion for yourself at all. And so I think- Yeah, well, it's the same, right? It's like what you have for yourself, you generally extend to others and vice versa. So I didn't have it for me, therefore not the other people. And then when I was able to develop it for other people, it kind of Yes. You know, retroactively did it for me. Kind of like a symbiotic thing. Yeah. Okay. That was, yeah. (laughs) That one's really funny for us. I know. But it's, but think about it's so Aries versus Cancer. It is. It is. (laughs) I know. I'm just like the mother. That's just, it's okay. I'll love you anyway. And you're like, the angry dad. Yeah. With the wooden spoon. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I, I really love that we put the same number for happiness. Yeah happiness. We both put nine. Nine. Yeah. Yeah. The only reason why I didn't put 10 is because I do believe in always expanding, Mm. right? I I Mm want to be able to expand into more joy, more creativity, more happiness. And so putting a nine wasn't saying that I'm not fully happy. It was more like, there's always more. There's always more. Yeah. I think just generally, that's probably the one thing that you and I are both very similar on. We're pretty naturally quite bubbly. I'm kind of always tend to be leaning towards like a more positive mindset. Even before I started this work, I've always been kind of the chipper one, happy, you know, smiling all the time, friendly. So that's kind of my natural state. Um, but I agree with you. I didn't do a 10 because I'm not always happy. And that's not even my goal to always be happy because we all 100%. know I love the darkness. So yeah, I'm um, <laughs> the dark side of the moon. Um, yes. I'm really glad you said that because that's, it used to be my goal to always be happy. I know that. 
<laughs> it actually, it was so revealing to me last year doing such intense thought work, shadow work through the last sort of period of my Saturn return. Yeah. And basically the, this is, so, this seems so easy, but the biggest thing I realized was, oh, I think the point of life is to be happy. Yeah. And if the point of life is to be happy, then I don't think I'm doing life correctly somehow if I'm not happy. Cause mm-hmm. I've been told my whole life, like do what makes you happy, blah, 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 blah. Not really realizing that that wasn't actually giving reverence to the entire human experience. So I changed my life purpose. It's not actually to be happy anymore, but it's to be authentic to myself, which could be sadness. It could be frustration Mm -hmm. and really to live a life of creation and purpose. So Mm -hmm. the goal is not to be happy anymore because in the devotion to a life of creation and purpose, I'm going to have to experience things that aren't necessarily super happy, chipper, go lucky, Mm -hmm. happy, go lucky. There are going to be a lot of obstacles on my purpose journey. And I want that to be there because it's helping me really just develop myself to be an even more powerful deliverer of the purpose. So it's fine. It's totally fine. Happiness is no longer the point. Yeah. That's so stressful to think that you have to be happy all the time. (laughs) What's crazy is now, now that happiness is not the point of my life, I'm actually way happier. (laughs) Of course, because that's just a byproduct of being authentic to yourself, of having compassion for the dark times. It's like that you don't have to strive for that. That just happens automatically when you're living from the place of accepting all that is and loving yourself no matter what, right? So that was definitely something that I um, was surprising for me about you when I learned that it was very hard for you to be anything other than happy because I don't have that. I didn't grow up... (laughs) Like for me, my natural state as a kid was being quite sad, you know? And Mm -hmm. so I've experienced so much sadness and so many dark times that that was almost the norm for me in the sense of like just feeling really depths of pain. Whereas for you, it just wasn't as, yeah, prevalent, I guess, in your life, at least when you were younger. But yeah. I I genuinely was a very happy child. Yeah, I I was not. (laughs) Yeah, it's so funny because we really do just hit different. And even you know what this is going to be sound this is going to sound so stupid but even different animals right I see my dog mm. and he his personality has not changed once super high strung crazy alert just not at ease as a dog and then I see these other dogs outside just walking off leash and like just they look like they're just meandering and I'm like that is so indicative of how we are as humans too. There are just some people Mm. that are like naturally more like this and not like that. And so, yeah, as a kid, I grew up and I was very happy. I remember always kind of like screaming, yelling, laughing, dancing. And I I do think that my Saturn return and basically just my 20s where I, I just felt a lot more things, maybe, I don't know, life just got harder. I I did not have any sort of experiential awareness to be able to coach myself through that. It really just felt like something is terribly wrong. Mm. And that is what keeps so many people in those cycles is believing that experiencing an emotion other than happy, peaceful, content is wrong, bad, not supposed to be happening. And then that resistance is creating the persistence of that feeling. And so I just don't have that sort of internal response anymore that it's wrong. I just think this is just what's happening currently and Mm -hmm. it'll shift. Yeah. Whereas my experience as a child, I had a lot (laughs) of sadness alone, but I also had a lot of joy. So for me, it it was 50-50, right? And a lot of the sadness I felt, I had to kind of find my own happiness, you know, even as being a really, really young kid. So for me, I was like, this is just normal life. And you're like, not for me. Not you know me. what's interesting? I just well, had a conversation. Now you feel um, the 50-50. Totally. And I just had a conversation with a client recently about kind of my journey of realizing that happiness doesn't actually happen automatically in most cases. There mm. does need to be some sort of intentionality behind also creating it. So I remember last mm. year, the beginning of last year, like early 2022, I remember feeling very entitled to my happiness. Like if I wasn't happy, I was like, what the fuck? Now I think to myself, how can I create avenues to welcome in more of that rather than chasing it? Mm. Oh, I happen to know that when I put on music and I start dancing, it opens up a window for happiness. Oh, Mm -hmm. I know that when I hang out with my friends and socialize, it opens up a window for happiness. Whereas before I'd say things like, when I feel better, I'll hang out with my friends. 
Yes. Or like when yeah. I feel better, I'll dance to music again. But those were things I had to proactively incorporate in order to open myself up to that because I was just waiting to yeah. feel better again and just kind of sitting in anger at myself because I wasn't already happy instead of being like, okay, so I'm not happy. What can I sort of do? What can I literally will myself to do in order to create basically stati- st- high statistics of that happening, not forcing it? Because even with dancing, sometimes I don't even feel like going because I'm, I'm kind of tired or sore, but I'm like, you know what? Going there is going to st- statistically raise my odds of more happiness. And it always does. Hey listeners, quickly interrupting this episode to say that if you're loving this conscious conversation, we're inviting you to join the dialogue with us inside of our free Spiraling Higher community. It's our favorite place on earth and it's where you can meet like-minded souls on their healing journey and discuss what you're spiraling through with your conscious besties. It's where we continue this conversation long after the episode ends because as we all know, healing is an upward spiral. So join the conversation, share with us your insights, questions, and breakthroughs. We're here for it all. You can join by creating a free account by clicking the link at the top of the show notes. Can't wait to see you in there. Yeah, I remember being super confused when you'd be like, I can't see you today. You can't, you can't see me like this. And I'm like, what? What do you mean? You're like, I'm just not okay. And I'm like, but I know when you see me, you're going know, to feel you better. Always, so just let that. me come and see you. You're like, no, I can't. I can't let you see me like this. But over time, we built the trust where now you will come and see me and you do feel there, better. There were periods where I wouldn't even answer the phone or respond to the text messages. I know. Because I'm like, I'm not, I'm not like in the state that I need to be in to like <laughs> do this thing. And like, I remember for like, years, that's what I believed about myself, that I couldn't do anything unless I was in the quote-unquote right state. But now I've basically eliminated the idea of a right state. I'm like, there just is the state that I'm in. Yes. How can I work with it? Yes. And now, even in sad state, frustrated state, I can use that energy. Yeah. I don't have to to waste that. Even like rage is energy. Oh, God, yeah. And yeah, and sadness is energy. It's And it's got a different quality than joy or Mm -hmm. ecstatic. So yeah, I've really been welcoming in a a lot more of that. And Mm -hmm. you've seen it all now. So I've seen it all. I've seen it all. All right. Next one. Oh, this one was pretty funny. Okay. No, sorry. Loyalty. Loyalty. I put, um, honestly, like a 10. Yeah. I think 10 for loyalty again to a fault. Right. Um, because there's a, a depth to a relationship or something that I've been doing, I sometimes am too loyal to a fault. But I think, again, I'm discerning a lot more now. But I would say, yeah, 10 for loyalty. So this is one of the ones where I kind of – I had like an initial answer. Then I was like, I don't know. Like mm. this one – because I didn't really know what loyalty meant, mm. right? Loyalty to what? Loyalty to people? Loyalty to myself? Loyalty to my – I don't know. Because – you know, when I was growing up, I was a serial quitter. Yes. I quit. There's so many things I would start and then just be like, I don't want to do that mm, anymore. Okay, and I just yeah. quit. And even into my adulthood and switching careers a couple different times, I would basically give something two years of my life and then be like, I'm done with that. And I didn't actually see that as a bad thing because I believed that it was successful of me to notice when something was no longer in alignment and then act accordingly. Like the failure would be to know that or come to that awareness and stay, right? It'd be like repeating eighth grade over and over and over. It's like, this is not helping me and I'm not growing. So I'm, I'm bowing out. Yeah. So in that sense, that's why I had trouble answering this because I thought to myself, well, if I don't like something and it's no longer serving me, I guess I don't stay loyal to it. I just, I just quit it. But I actually ended up answering this with an eight because I thought about our current mission and what I'm doing now and actually how deeply loyal I feel to this purpose. But that's because I realized before I wasn't living in my purpose. Mm. So staying loyal to those things felt almost against my being, whereas being loyal to what I'm doing now feels very natural and almost doesn't even require loyalty. I'm like, I'm just not leaving. It feels like it feels like a parent and a child. It's like we can't undo that. Like we can't undo <laughs> yeah. it's that interesting, fact that though, we're related. Because I feel like you're using loyalty like the word commitment or like committed. Mm, maybe, maybe. Interesting. Because I think for me, when I heard loyalty, it's like how loyal are you to a person, a friend? You know, for right. example, you know, 
even in real estate, if I'm considering a different brokerage, because I'm so loyal to the people that I'm currently working with, I'll always give them the heads up. Hey, just so you know, considering this other one, wanting you to know first, or, you know, if I was working under someone else, um, I might say to them, Hey, I'm considering this other job out of respect to, you know, you know what I mean? A level of loyalty Mm. there. Or if I'm working with somebody, I wouldn't just like quit on them and then just go jump ship. You know, I guess that to me is the loyalty or again, to a friend, like if someone talks shit about you, I'm not going to be like, yeah, that sounds a bitch. You know, having that level of loyalty, I guess, to people is more what I was thinking, but that's interesting. Yeah. Well, using that definition, it would definitely be higher. Yeah. Yeah. But but I think yours is almost like loyalty to yourself. Yeah. That's how, isn't that interesting? That same word, different interpretations. So this is why I love doing this stuff with you. Okay. The next one is very funny. So for (laughs) for uniqueness, I I marked my first 10 Yeah, because I was like, that is the nature of this universe. Like, duh, I'm unique. No one's like me. And you put a freaking two. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, you answered the question incorrectly. Like what, what did I say? You were like, I don't feel like I'm like a unique person. Like I'm just like a regular person. (laughs) And I was like, what? What are you talking about? You didn't answer the question correctly because everyone should be putting a 10 for that. Yeah, no, I put it to you. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not that <laughs> special. I'm not that unique, which is interesting because my daughter has said that before when I asked her, like, don't you think you're special? And she's like, I'm just normal. Um, that's interesting because I know everyone's rare. Like there is only one of me, there's only one of you, but uniqueness to me sounds like Really? Okay, uniqueness and talented are not the same. I, I I don't think it's talented. I think uniqueness to me, I guess, feels, for lack of better words, special. Mm. Or there's something different about this person, you know? And that's why I'm like, no, I'm I'm like a zero. I'm a one or two. <laughs> you to me, I would have put ten. Yeah, you're very why? Unique. Why is that different? I guess I just think you're really special. <laughs> I also think you are very special, which is why you were like, I don't know, maybe a two. I was like, that is incorrect. That is not how to answer that. (laughs) Okay, maybe I can bump that up. I mean, I can give myself a five. Sure, sure. Okay, well, I'll say this about humor. You're definitely funnier than me. So (laughs) I put a seven. I think I gave myself a nine. I really value humor a lot. So I do. You value humor. But do you actually think that you are funny? I, I really do. And it's funny because David and I, my husband, we always joke that he's the funnier one, but then I think I'm the funnier one. But he always jokes that he doesn't think I'm funny. And I'm like, but people think I'm funny. But he does think I'm funny. It's just like an inside joke between us. So I honestly, it's hard for me to even answer this so publicly to say, I think I'm funny because I well, feel instantly I, I want to shrink. Yeah. I actually cringe at people who think they're funny. Yeah. So <laughs> because now I'm like, are people going to start watching my videos or testing? Like she's not funny, but, <laughs> but if I'm being honest, which is, this is about, I mean, I, I do think I'm funny. Like I laugh at myself all the time. So yeah. Well, you know, what's funny is when I was, uh, growing up, funny was the thing I wanted to be so bad. Interesting. Because, yeah, because growing up in my middle school, I guess the funny kids were the most popular. Mm. That was actually very desirable and and sort of this, I mean, f- funniness or, you know, being of comedic candor. I don't know. You, you, are, <laughs> you are confident kind of naturally. So right. I really wanted to be funny. And then I kind of gave up on being funny. I'm like, you know what? That's just not me. But I will say that out of all of my friends, I have people in stitches the way I tell a story. Yes. Like, I will tell a story about, like, a huge fight I had with my partner. And, like, the way I tell the story, like, people are literally, like, crying, laughing at, like, yeah. what I said and did. And yeah. I feel like I'm a good storyteller, but I'm not, yes. I'm not, I'm not a joke cracker, you know? I think I'm, like, a a very witty kind of, I'll, I'll do these one-liners in the moment, kind of you like, do ask people, yeah, where people are talking, I'll kind of just like, for example, I was hosting an open house and this is, I don't even want to say this now because everyone's going to be like, that's not that funny, but just <laughs> no, as an example, funny. you know, somebody came into the open house and he kept bumping into the chair and I was like, you break, you buy, like, haha, you know, and then they all crack up laughing. So I think I like to do things that kind of in the moment can kind of break a little bit tension or, you know, mm-hmm. an ice You are good at that. Yeah. So I think in that sense, I think I'm really good at making people feel comfortable through humor, right? I'm very, you know, I can be a little bit self-deprecating, like jokingly. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I guess I'm funny. 
I think our whole family is funny. Me, David, and Em, we're all always cracking jokes. We're quite sarcastic. She's and very funny. She's super funny. Like, she's very yeah. witty, very quick. Um, even like little things when you and Sydney were taking a picture, remember? I was like, I'm going to take a picture of you guys. <gasps> and she's like, scooch in. <laughs> Like, she is she is quite witty, I have to say. Yeah. I honestly, when I engage with children of this era, I can't help but think to myself how stupid I was as a kid because <laughs> totally. I did not speak like her. I really no. feel like I was just this little, almost like a tribal being. Like I was just outside like grunting and screaming. I was not engaged in intellectual conversation. <laughs> I was just running around in the backyard. I was like a little caveman child. I was just having deep, dark conversations with myself. (laughs) That was me. Childhood is so weird. Okay. So weird. Intelligence. Intelligence, Yeah. I I don't even remember. I should have wrote mine down. I mean, I would have given you a 10. Okay. Intelligence. You would have given me a 10? Yeah. Hell yeah. To me, you're like, I see you as a scholar. <laughs> a scholar. That is so funny because this is the one one of the ones where I have experienced the most self-growth in because I really did grow up thinking that I wasn't that smart. People outside of me would say it, but I felt like it was something that I was constantly trying to prove that maybe they were right. Like internally, I thought I'm actually not, but I need to will myself to meet their expectations. The model minority myth, of course. So I remember trying really hard and thinking that like, well, if I didn't try hard, I guess I just wouldn't be smart. But then I realized that trying hard is also smart. Mm. Like like actually applying yourself and willing yourself is an intelligent thing that people do. Yeah. And I've had to literally write – this is – I call them self-defense statements between me and my clients. I have to write these statements where I – claim what is true about myself. So for example, something like I graduated from McGill University with a 3.9 GPA. This is not to like be boastful, but to just literally factually remind myself that an idiot doesn't do that. Like (laughs) an idiot doesn't graduate with that kind of GPA, regardless of how hard I tried or what my natural intelligence is, I nurtured it. Mm -hmm. And so therefore... I put an eight because there's definitely at least 20% of the population that has like genius intelligence that I have not accessed. Yeah. And I have a similar story. I remember when I had to do a social media seminar and they wanted me to teach about how to leverage social media for business. And I was like, why would they want me? Like, I don't know anything. And I remember like, I'm dumb. Yeah, I'm dumb. Like, what am I going to teach them? I know nothing. And then my therapist actually told me to do very similar to you of just writing down the facts, Mm -hmm. right? The fact was, I did build my business on social media. I do teach my team and my clients how to use social media for business. And I wrote down these facts where I was like, I guess factually I do have something to teach. Whereas if you have to think if I'm good at social or if I think I'm smart about this, that's more subjective. So I like those self-defense truth statements. Like what do I know is true that I can't even argue in my own mind. Like that is a fact. I I did build business off of social. So exactly. It's like, it reminds me of when we used to do those intros of our guests before we would start the Mm, episode. And we're literally listing facts, facts about them. Like published this book, started this. And they're like, they're always amazed by their own bio. And I'm like, yes, this was on your website. Like this, (laughs) you wrote this, (laughs) you did this. And they're like, yeah, I guess I did. It's so weird. It takes so long sometimes for our self-concept to catch up. And so, I mean, I've, I kind of reversed that process now, obviously using a lot of attention. I kind of embodied the identity before things have even happened. So by the time they do, I'm like, yep, that's, that sounds about right. But that takes a lot of effort and awareness to do. Otherwise you're, you're constantly waiting for things to catch up and you're yes. like, Oh, that's weird. I don't even, I don't even feel like that's true. Yeah, but it is. So, so facts. <laughs> intelligence for me, I'm pretty sure I said five because no, you didn't. What you did were I like, say? I think, you, I think you said seven. Are or you sure? Like that. Okay. Well, you're definitely not a five. <laughs> <laughs> like five to me is like a, like a failing grade because think about the way that we well, this is interesting. What what does the five represent to you versus what it does to me? Because I'm kind of thinking of it like a grading scale. Like okay, if you got okay. Fifty percent. That's really bad. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so I grew up excelling in school. I was in honors classes. I was always straight A's. I, you know, I moved a lot. So we would always move to these different towns in the middle of the school year. I was in gifted programs. Like I was always like that when I was younger. And then in high school, I think because I just stopped caring about trying to prove my grade to my parents, I kind of just 
I don't know. I just kind of stopped trying. I still did really well. I still got straight A's. But I think for me, I guess intelligence equates to the level of education you have. That was a huge chip on your shoulder. Yeah. And I don't, I actually didn't want to go to university because I saw so many people, including my brother, go to school for years, spend all this money and do nothing with that. Where for me, I was like, I want to work. I want to get experience. I want to build a business. That's more what I wanted to do. And so it's interesting as I'm saying this out loud, I guess someone could say there's a lot of like business acumen that I have, right? There's a lot of intelligence in that, but I don't necessarily see that from myself, but yeah, a lot of this I is think, just like, yeah. Yeah, I think you need to see self-taught as really mm, highly intelligent because right. you're like, oh, well, this is like just like self-taught, but right. that's very intelligent. You taught yourself mm. rather than going to school and having instruction, right? And obviously, there right. are a lot of smart people who go to school, but I do believe that the people who don't have a lot of self-trust and confidence that can't be taught. And I will say, like, I am someone that will figure everything out. You know, like I'm the, I will, I, even when I was singing, I taught myself how to record music on my computer with all the programs. And so I am, I, I, that's so funny because my husband would say like 10, like he thinks I'm super smart. I like to figure things oh, out. So does, yeah. Does yeah. So you know what? That's funny. Cause I feel like there's multiple versions of me that are trying to answer right now. But I think again, objectively, sure. I can give myself, I can give myself an eight. Okay, well, so what's interesting about this is that what someone else thinks about you has really no bearing on how you react and respond in your life. Like, that's why this was so important for us to do. What do I think about these attributes? Because you can think something about me, but that's really neither here nor there. Because what I think about me is going to determine how I respond. So, yeah, I mean, if you guys are kind of going along with this, you should kind of think about your numbers. Like, what would would you put for intelligence and why? Right. What's, What's your reasoning? Because if I'm in a in job interview, I know I'm going to get that job interview. I've never not gotten a job in a job interview because I know I'm a quick learner. I figure things out. I I do excel in that kind of setting. So it's really funny because now that I'm embodying that version of me, I'm like, yeah, I'm super smart. So <laughs> this is actually really funny. That's um, so funny because yeah. I have zero confidence that if I went into an interview that I would get the job. Like I would de- <laughs> defo not. <laughs> like I, I think that I would – I feel like I'm the type of person that they would leave the interview and be like, wow, we really liked her. her. Like yeah. she was she was great, but I don't think she's qualified. Like I'm, right. I'm almost 0% qualified for like any actual job, which is hilarious. That is funny um, because I'm like, yeah, I would – I feel like I could get any job. Okay, next one is hilarious. <laughs> Accommodating. Me, not at all. Um, <laughs> two. <laughs> like 0% accommodating. Like, is there negatives allowed on this, on this <laughs> quiz? Mine is like an 11. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it definitely yeah. is. I have a very high tolerance for things. Well, tolerance I, is actually oh, yeah. one of the other words, which you also put a 10, right? Okay. So that is separate. Accommodating, like I'll move my stuff around and I'll, I'll work around you and, you know, kind of, yeah, I guess doing that. I do that a lot again to a fault where now I think I have the discernment of when I want to be accommodating, but yeah, I, I'm definitely a 10 for sure. You're, you're <laughs> definitely a one or a two. Um, I, I've been told by so many people that I love in my life, who have just had to accept this about me that I don't compromise. Yeah, you don't. And I, 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 I mean, you do. I feel and you don't. Yeah, I. I'm just very discerning about when compromise <laughs> is not my go-to. Yeah. option. It's kind of like, well, if we really effing have to, then I'll consider compromising. But it's not really in my nature. And that has been something – I wrote this at the top too that I wanted yeah. to embody more of that, more tolerance, more accommodating. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, if it honors me as well. But yeah, I have <laughs> – it's really hard. For example, this is a funny story I've told a lot of my friends. But when I was on my honeymoon, this is like the time of my life that I'm supposed to be the most effing happy, like galloping yes. through Europe with my partner that I just married. and. And we were like in hell for at least the first week because number one, we had not traveled together overseas, which I highly recommend if you are going to hitch your wagon to someone for the rest of your life. (laughs) But I basically got to Europe and learned that we have very different approaches to how we want to experience traveling. Yeah. So he, he is predominantly earth, water, elementally. I am fire, air. So he gets to a vacation spot and he's like, let's sleep in. Let's 
just see where the day takes us. And I'm like, excuse me, the hotel breakfast is over at 7.30 and we need to get onto the bus to get to the Louvre before it opens so that we're like the first in the line. And then I've also planned the whole trip around the kinds of restaurants I want to go to. And he was very confronted with all of that. Like, we just Mm -hmm. got here. Like, why are we in such a rush? And I'm like, we have a limited amount of time, sir. So we need to get dressed and see everything. I will say, however, my approach to traveling has really changed. Now, Mm -hmm. I don't want to see everything. I'm like, I want to experience my vibration here. I really want to feel what it's like to be immersed in this culture in actually the the thoughts of the collective. I'm very interested now in engaging with locals because I'm so obsessed with how our thoughts shape mm, our world. So mm-hmm. I want to know, like, what do you think about these things? Because I like comparing the differences between the different hemispheres of the world. But um, yeah, I was not accommodating at all. Like, I was like, I'll just go by myself and then you can meet me later. <laughs> and then, of course, that really upset him. He's yeah. like, no, we should go together. This is like our honeymoon. And I was like, that I know that. But I want to leave at 8 a.m. Like, yeah. And so I have learned now that we basically pick days. Mm. So it's like, okay, this day we're going to be like not by the book. We're just going to laze our it's way compromise. through. It is compromised. So I have gotten better, but that's why I'm not a one. I'm a two. <laughs> you're, you're getting up there. I think I'm um, at a 10 and like maybe now I'm at like a nine. I feel like we're both kind of meeting in the middle because yeah. I, I tend, I used to be way too accommodating in that if somebody said, like I want to go to this restaurant. I'd be like, yeah, I, we can go there. But really, I'm like, I don't want to go there at all. Um, I I will just do whatever the other person wants to just make things easier because I don't want to put them in a situation that they don't want to be in. Because for you, if I was like, let's go to this restaurant, you'd be like, um, sure. And I'd be like, she doesn't want to go. We don't have to do that one. And <laughs> where you would just say like, I don't really want to do that. I tend to be more like, that's fine. But I think I'm becoming more honest where I will say no or yeah, I feel like yeah. you definitely are. You, yeah. you you have been very vocal about, no, that place sucks. Yeah. Or <laughs> I don't want to do that. Yeah, like I've been there. It's not that good. I'm like, yeah. Okay. So I think discernment there is also pretty big for me, but I will say I'm a 10 for sure. Um, the next one's also hilarious. Um, it's talented. Sam yeah. gave herself an eight. I think yeah. I gave myself. <laughs> this is really hard because I think, again, my, my MO is to respond from my small self. I can feel that right away. I'm like one for talent. <laughs> right? I'm like one. Like I don't I don't have any talents. But then when I <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. When I tune into you know the unstoried self, the version of me like without all of the limiting beliefs and things like that. I mean, I guess I have talents. Yeah, I call that the super self. You did an incredible breathwork meditation inside of my program mm. yesterday, which really allowed people to step into that version. And it must be really helpful maybe for anyone who's still listening, hopefully, that <laughs> to, to hear what we think of ourselves. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's not like we're marking 10 on all of these things. Yes, yes. Like, we're humble enough, I guess, to acknowledge the parts where we do need more work. But also… Well, the goal isn't to, to be you, a 10 in all of them yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah. And to hear yourself say you think you're one and talented. But um, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'll I'll give you this. Or maybe this will help you see why I gave myself okay. an eight. I was actually voted most, most talented <laughs> in my high school. <laughs> but <laughs> that's external. Even- that's external. That is true. That is true. But but that actually maybe influenced right. The way I see right. myself. Yeah, over ten years ago. Yeah, it's interesting because I, like I grew up playing piano. I obviously sang. I, I did dance. Um, I guess just right now, I don't really feel like I'm using talents per se. But I am very musical. I love songwriting. So that's talent. Yeah. So, but then it's like rating how good I am at those things. I think is where I trip up. I just like overthink literally everything, guys. So, um, <laughs> I'm gonna give myself. Uh, I'm gonna say a six. Okay, and that's an improvement. Yeah, it's improvement from one. Um, um, confidence. <laughs> You gave yourself a two, and I was like, what the heck? Yeah, I mean, it's, that's an improvement from a one, <laughs> okay? That's an improvement. <laughs> I I gave myself an eight. I'm I'm actually a highly confident being. You, I'm surprised you actually didn't give yourself a 10, <laughs> to be honest. I feel like… I feel like a 10 is too much. No, like, a 10 is room full for confidence. Oh. It's not overconfident. 10 is just full confidence, which I think you absolutely have. I, I gave myself the eight for humility, you know, like I okay. think, that's, yeah, yeah. 
Okay. That's, that's nice. <laughs> which which is why I gave myself a five for humbleness because right. it was the medium of acknowledging that I'm a two at accommodating. I'm a three for tolerance, but okay, I said that I was confident. So the humbleness is a five. <laughs> My humbleness, I think, is like an eight or a nine. I'm pretty But humble. is it if you actually rate yourself as an eight or nine? Is that actually truly humble? Oh, <laughs> But it's just it's kind true. of like it's kind it's of like true. when people joke to themselves, like I'm the most humble person I know. It's like right, that's, right. It's not being very humble <laughs> for the purposes of the quiz. Outside of the quiz, I would say, I mean, listen to me. I'm like, I'm a one confident, one talent. But is that humble? That's like self deprecating more than it is humble, I guess. Yeah. Um, I think I do. I think because I can often put myself in the other person's shoes and kind of see all perspectives, I think that's what brings me my humility. Because if I do think I'm really good at something, I can kind of, I don't know, see it from the other person's perspective. And I don't know. I don't even know what I'm trying to say here. I guess because I feel like I see all angles, I think that keeps me humble. I never think I'm like better than anyone or not that you do either, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't, you know, don't get things don't get things twisted. Yes. I don't think I'm better than anyone. Yes, I just yes. think that I'm awesome. That you're yeah, that's <laughs> that's what I mean. And I guess for me, I don't know. I just really like me. It's not that I think I'm <laughs> it's not that I think I'm better than anybody else. Like I right. really also like you, and I really also like all of my friends and yes. so many different creators and teachers and speakers, but I just like myself at the same time. Hmm. I'll put it this way. I feel like I would be one of those. If I was a famous person, I'd feel like I, I'd be like one of those celebrities that stayed like grounded. You know what I mean? Mm, you'd be like the Hillary Duff. Yeah. And like yeah. The, um, Emma Stone. Oh, I her? love her. Or the like he was in La La Land. Like Ryan Reynolds. He's like super down to earth. He gives, you know what I mean? Like he's kind of like doesn't. I don't know. I feel like he's like literally obsessed with himself. Really? I don't know. I yeah. I, I feel like he's. Still for him. himself, I guess. I don't really know Ryan Reynolds very well. I don't really watch yeah. his stuff, but I, I feel like it'd be like that where I wouldn't be like a Mariah Carey. <laughs> okay. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. I got know? it. I you got know? it. Got it. Okay. Like, Let's speed through the rest. Okay. So, loving, you were very surprised at I was what I put. I very surprised. Yeah. I put a four. Not, and the reason why I put a four is because I do feel that I'm limited in my scope of who I give my full lovingness to. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I don't just act loving t- to be loving. It's like you, you gotta kind of earn the love a little bit, you know. Yeah, I- I'm a ten. <laughs> I kind of like you. Definitely, are. I'm a cancer. I know. I'm all it's love so all the love. time. So much love. It's like mama bear love. Yes. Um, the next one's also hilarious, but you guys are getting the drift here. The next one's tolerance. We can all guess what Sam wrote for that. <laughs> Yeah, I put a three. Which is pretty good. Pretty good for yeah, you. Yeah, it's better than it used to be for sure. Like I'm becoming more tolerant of other people's perspectives, which yeah. has been really healing for me because I just allow things to be different now. You know, I remember telling you my biggest lesson last year, maybe 2021, was allowing two truths to exist at yes. the same time. That was a big one and for that, me too. Huge. It doesn't mean that we have to agree at the same time. It means your version of it can be true while also mine is, even though they're in conflict. Mm-hmm. And letting that exist reduced so much resistance for me because I would constantly want to get to the place where we shared the same perspective, whether that be me and you, me and my partner, me yeah. and a friend or whatever. I, I needed them to see it. And now I'm like, that's fine. Like, I understand how you came to that conclusion. Yeah. And yeah. it doesn't have to be the same. I think for me, I'll put like an eight. I'm quite tolerable. I mean, you definitely I can are. have tolerance for a lot of things. I have, a, again, a high capacity, a lot of forgiveness, which helps with the tolerance. But it is situational, of course. So I'll give myself an eight. Okay. Um, the next one's super funny. My second 10 coming right up for <laughs> spontaneity. I'm a one. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> I'm a one. <laughs> Yeah. So when we pack to go on vacations, I like come with one carry-on bag and not everything that I need because I'm more excited about the trip than having what I need. Yep. And Gina shows up with like six outfits for one day. For each day. Yeah. And different pairs of shoes and like (laughs) different options. I want to be prepared. Um, You're the kind of person I remember when we first met you would go to a dance class. I'll never forget this call. You're like, yeah, I went to this dance class and I met this girl. We went for dinner. And I was like, you went 
for dinner with someone you just met. <laughs> she ended up turning into a client. I know. I know. That wasn't even my intention. But yeah, I just I literally met her in the class and then was like, we should go get a drink after this or get something to eat. And then we we did. And now we're still friends. I'm not saying I, I wouldn't do that, but I would have some level of resistance like I have other plans or I, I, I thought I was going to go home. So to now break that, you know, planned schedule, it's it's a little bit more challenging for me. Spontaneity for me feels a little bit like unsafe sometimes because I do yeah. like to prepare for things. So I, you know, you kind of like the day to just unfold and you're like, like to be kind of those, those have those su- so surprises. And when I go on a trip, I want to know everything we're going to be doing. So yeah, that's exactly like my partner too. He just spontaneity won for him yeah. for sure. Yeah. He actually feels intense anxiety around surprises, Yeah, which was very upsetting for me because <laughs> I love nothing more than a surprise. Yeah. I, if you, Oh, and you you know what? You're so funny. Every time you've almost given me a surprise, you ask me if I want to know. And I'm like, no, then it's not a surprise. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I just, wanted to, I just yeah. wanted to check to see if you wanted to know the surprise before I surprise you. And I'm like, that, that's not a surprise. <laughs> but my my husband would get so anxious because I'd be like, I'm planning this big surprise. And yeah. literally so much anxiety about whether he's going to be prepared for that, like, like that, be comfortable at that. But I think also for me to be a 10 in spontaneity, it's number one, the amount of frequency in which I experience it, Mm. but also the amount of joy it brings me. Mm -hmm. So yesterday I had a friend text me saying that she was going to be skating in my area. Am I free? And I was like, I am. And so I just put on my skates and went outside and we skated and it was like, so much, so joyous because I didn't know it was going to be happening. Yeah. If somebody calls me and says, what are you doing? You want to hang out like right now? I'm like, I'm busy. (laughs) Yeah. I'm busy sticking with my original plan of doing nothing. But you actually leave – well, you're very intentional. You should see Gina's calendar, guys. It's (laughs) it's frightening to me. (laughs) Like there are times where you have your just phone out and the calendar is visible and there's so many colors and so many boxes, whereas I have like a maximum of three things on my calendar every day. Yes. And I do intentionally leave gaps in between as well. Like I'm I'm really intentional about leaving breaks for myself when I'm going to eat my lunch and – even today, like I'm going to go on a nature walk and I'm putting that into my calendar. I do, I'm intentional about that. That's why spontaneity for me is hard. Cause if somebody said, let's hang out right now, I'd be like, well, I was going to go on a nature walk and that's where my brain was. So for me to switch gears, I don't know. It, it's a little harder for me, but you've definitely taught me spontaneity. I can appreciate that. So mm-hmm. mine is a one, but I would say a two or three when I'm with you. Good for us. Yes. I've also I've also helped you in your health area. Ooh, that's so the next one. You have. I put a I put a nine for health because I'm actually like an annoyingly healthy person. Like really annoying. Um yeah. <laughs> I'm a two. No, no, you're a five now. Oh yeah, remember? I said five. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I've yeah. gone up to a five from a two. Yeah. So when I met Gina, I was incredibly impressed by how malnourished she was <laughs> and <laughs> the the limited amount of just she was very sedentary. Yeah. Um, and you you've really changed that. Like I your mean, I'm walks trying. now. Yeah. Your walk, yeah, your walks now. And you you did have like a personal trainer at one point mm-hmm. to help you kind of get into that. Um, you know, going back to our childhoods, I was constantly in motion. Yeah. I was like dancing, like even doing sports. So I was just doing that. But it's funny thinking about you just in your room, like. I was not just doing like that at all. Crying in my room. I was listening to music. <laughs> I was doing dance stuff, but like my mom wouldn't let me do that. Like my mom had me in piano, music theory, violin, um, like art classes. Everything was sitting down at a ta- table or a desk, right? Yeah, I like really... that's your natural state. Is just yeah. to be like inside. <laughs> you, you were. That's when I met you. You were such an inside person. Yes. So like that's the true. best way to describe you. And I'm like an outdoor person. Like literally is... with the blinds shut in darkness. Um. That was me. Whereas now I'm actually, I love nature. I need to be in nature. So that's shifted a lot. So yeah. yeah. Remember, when I, what? remember when I took you on your first hike? Oh my God. <laughs> I That was actually really nice. I think when I thought of hiking, I, I mean, I told you, I'm like, that's not do one harder than this. <laughs> so yeah. You're like, this, this is, this is the limit. This is, this is the max I'll go. Um, yeah. That was really nice. You did introduce me to loving nature because I, I, we went for that walk and you were like shoving a tree branch like into your nose to feel, to smell it. And I was like, wow, I just I've love never done that. all the sense, the nature sense. Actually, it's been smelling so good outside recently because I can smell all the cherry blossoms in the air. I can so, smell the seasons changing. In my defense though, I am allergic to outside. <laughs> okay. So my husband, for anybody who watches 
Simpsons, he calls me Millhouse because mm-hmm. I'm like allergic to everything. Um, and so I did have an allergy test done and I'm literally allergic to nature. So that's kind of why I don't like to go outside because it's so bothersome for my allergies. But I'm, I'm pushing through it. Um, I'm allergic to outside. I, li- I literally am. When I got home, David was like, so you're allergic to outside. <laughs> I was like, yep. Yep. Pretty much. Yep. Um, were okay, you, now, were oh. you an indoor recess kid? You said that to me. No, I mean that. <laughs> <laughs> that cracks me up. Like there's an alarming amount of people who were indoor recess kids. And I just, I cannot relate. I was immediately out the door. I... I don't think I had that option. I don't remember having an option to stay inside. We did. I loved playing outside as a kid. It's just as an adult, no, that's not. <laughs> I'd rather, like, for a lot of times, if they ask in a restaurant, do you want to sit inside or outside? I'm going to say inside. Oh, I say outside every time. I know you do. And that's where I, I tolerate. <laughs> I'm like, me too. I want to sit outside. But really, I'm like, I don't want to sit outside. <laughs> Oh my God, this is killing me. Okay, okay, let's finish the last one. Creativity. Um, I gave myself, I would say right now, like an an eight or a nine. I'm pretty creative. That's That's one of my strengths. Yeah, I put a seven. I definitely want to nurture more of that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I have to consider what a 10 would really be, though. What? I mean, really, we're all a 10 in creativity. Totally. Totally. Again, just judging ourselves. Um, Yeah, I mean, you make raps and shit, so. I do. I have come up with a couple decent raps lately to help I'll never anxiety. forget when you were showing me the one rap you did and you kept, you were like doing it. And I was like, oh, that's what you're like, I'm not done. And you keep going. And I was like, oh, that's really good. You're like, I- I'm still not done. You kept going. Do you remember? Oh, yeah. That one was quite long. It was, it was like a full, yeah, like M&M. It was a good sequence. Yeah. I, I remember the last couplet of that. It was, it's actually one of my favorite things I've ever written. I said, um, now that you are no longer mistaken, it's time to go help others awaken. Ooh, I was like, that is so good. Mic drop. <laughs> I didn't create it. I was just the vessel. Okay. Fashionable. I've rethought about my answer. It's Ooh. definitely, it's definitely a three. What? I had yeah, not fashionable no. at all. No, no. I don't accept. <laughs> Gina's a fashion nine, though. No, see, I wrote, I think I said like a five. You're a Libra rising. Don't even. Don't even fight with the stars. You're really, you're really rising. I do. It's hard because I guess my answer to you was I really love fashion. I went to fashion school. I thought I was yeah, going to be a see? fashion buyer. Like I love fashion. I, I love the different designers. Like I used to have like all these fashion books. I really appreciate fashion. I just, it's hard for me to see myself as someone that's fashionable. Um, you know, for example, I remember when I was first doing some collaborations with different brands and they wanted me to do clothing, ex- like collabs. And I was like, me? You want me to do something related to clothing? I don't think, I didn't think of myself as somebody that could represent, I guess, fashion. Which but- is crazy because if any of you have ever been to want either one of Gina's Instagrams, like just look at her outfits. She just looks like a catalog for <laughs> a really nice clothing website. <laughs> like, And um, I, you know what? Growing up, I was such a tomboy, and yeah. I was the the weird kid that really enjoyed having uniforms because I was like, "Great, oh, I don't have to you don't think, have to about, think this. about it. Okay, don't have to think about this." So mm. when I am getting ready for the day, I kind of, I just want the easiest clothing pieces. I don't. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I, I'm understanding this differently then because I guess when I think fashionable at first, it was like, "Do I think I'm good at fashion?" And I think when I think what you're saying of how much do I enjoy creating outfits, things like that, then yeah, that would be like a nine or a 10 in terms of how much I enjoy putting outfits together. Like even matching with Emmeline, my Disney outfits. Yeah. I really liked having like, See, I wanted a, a pink dress for fa- for Disney. And yeah, okay, sure. I'll give myself yeah, you're a, a fashion nine. All right. <laughs> fashion nine. This was so <laughs> fun. fashion nine. Yeah, it was honestly really just so funny to bring our answers together and reflect on the matrix of yeah. us. Yeah. And and just how different we are and also just how we see each other. So yeah, if you have a conscious bestie or someone you can do this with, try, try it. Hopefully they can, how are they going to, I mean, you can just follow along with the episode and and figure out all these 20. Yeah. Or maybe I'll find an original sheet that maybe I can find it on the internet or something. Or maybe just create one and then put it into the The community. community. Yeah. Yeah, Put into the free community so that you guys can do it yourselves because 
it's quite sobering to have these realizations. And yeah, now I kind of know what my North Star is this year. I do want to work on being even more spontaneously loving yes, and more tolerant. Yes. I do I do want to become more of those things. And I think that's just part of maturing, right? There's like a way that you are naturally and then you choose consciously to hone and cultivate other traits. So I'm learning to do that for sure. Without the judgment, right? Without without the judgment. Yeah. Like this is this is just kind of how I am, but I can I can strive for more. And yeah. I think it's important too to see that, you know, for example, being more naturally forgiving or more naturally tolerant isn't necessarily better. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Those are those are just things that we've been conditioned to think. But wherever you are on that spectrum, you can absolutely improve that, but not out of guilt. There is nothing yes. wrong. I don't know if you heard that in my voice that I'm I'm like laughing at the fact that I'm like a two on tolerance. It's, yeah. it's just, it's okay. <laughs> but, but a previous version bring, of you would have thought like, I really need to be so better bad. at that. Like I need, oh, yeah. So bad. Yeah. Oh my God. You know, um, we had Cyrus inside of the coaching program Love on him. Tuesday. Love him. And this is for another day. We could create another episode about this, mm-hmm. but we basically explored the idea that we don't need guilt in order to change ourselves. Yeah. Like we just don't. We can just acknowledge what is and then from a loving, conscious place, choose differently. We don't have to feel bad about ourselves. And it was an interesting dialogue that we engaged in because we, some of us kind of argued as devil's advocate for guilt and whether it is good interesting. and when we should have it. Yeah, yeah. He actually argued against it and had like really strong points and it kind of changed our minds. I, I'm with Cyrus. I think yeah. guilt gets in the way a hundred percent. I think that's what he was saying. Move it in order. Yeah. I, that's what yeah. I think. Interesting. We interesting. Need to talk so about yeah, that. we'll, uh, We'll put the rating scale inside of the community and hopefully, yeah, you can share with us what you thought about yourselves or what you what you thought about us too, if you're interested. Um, and in maybe who you, yeah, and maybe who you relate to more. Yeah. Who do you, <laughs> are you a fire sign or a water sign? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then if you're an earth sign or an air sign, yeah, you'll definitely be another mixture of these things. Yeah. But that's the thing. Every Everyone is a unique matrix and there is no, there's no wrong one. Yeah. That's the whole idea is realizing that we can exist so perfectly and so differently at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we hope you enjoyed this little <laughs> get to know us a little bit better. Yeah, a little fun app. Ep. Fun episode. And uh, we're going to have more shorter episodes coming your way because we want to be able to cater to, yeah, the ones in our community who maybe don't like the three hour long episodes. We love them. But, but we also like the sh- shorter ones. Not that we've done them, but I, I I like the idea of trying to do them because I appreciate when there's like a 15 minute episode that I can just kind of quickly listen to on a quick drive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think hopefully you guys will enjoy that as well. And full disclosure, we thought this one was going to be 10 minutes. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think we're at an hour, so we're working yeah. On it. I was gonna I was gonna say too the best place to actually let us know what you would like to hear about on the podcast is the community. So mm-hmm. we have a space in there. It's called Pod Talk. You can bring your conversations and insights and really questions about any of the previous episodes, mm-hmm. but also potentially future episodes. So remember yeah. that community is free, and you can join and um, yeah, start the dialogue with us. And join us on the monthly coaching calls. Um, Mm -hmm. We'll set the date for the May call. um, So look up for that too. Yep. Okay. Bye, Bye. Spiderlers. Thank you so much for listening to this honest conversation. We hope it brought you peace, clarity, and a little bit further along your spiritual journey. If you loved this episode, it would mean the world to us if you left us a five-star rating and a review so we can bring you more conscious conversations, spiritual topics, and guests. And we lovingly invite you to join our free Spiraling Higher community by clicking the link in the show notes to continue this healing dialogue and share with us how this episode impacted you. Come on in, introduce yourself, and meet your conscious besties in a safe space for healing conversations between us and other like-minded people on their healing journey. Here's to Spiraling Higher. Spiraling Higher.